This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm not. <laughs> OK. This is Comedy Central here, coming to you live from the ABC. Um, Norman, let's talk about... Uh, the coronavirus today. Oh, really? Okay. Dr. Norman Swan, because I know that our comedy um, thing is for weekends only. Can we talk a bit about the virus that we're seeing circulating around Australia? Well, there's different variants around, but most of them, uh, most of the outbreaks that we're seeing in different cities in Australia are related to the Delta variant of the coronavirus, which we keep hearing is much more infectious than a virus that was already pretty infectious to start with. And you've been talking to some experts about how this actually plays out in the real world. So I spoke to Professor Damien Purcell at the Doherty Institute, who's a virologist. He's working with a team that's developing a new Doherty vaccine to COVID and has been following the variants very closely. And his analysis of the evidence is, and from the work that they've done at the Doherty, is that the key to the increased contagiousness, they believe, of the Delta variant is actually in the spike protein. So the little spikes that go around it, which are the docking mechanism for how it sticks to the respiratory cells, the lung cells in our body, is that the mutations in the Delta virus make that, effectively make that more sticky. So it's more likely to attach itself and get the virus inside our body. So it's an even better fit for those ACE receptors in our body than the original virus was to start with. Yes, and based on that, you wouldn't need as many viral particles to get infected because there's not going to be as much wastage, if you like. If you imagine a thousand viral particles hitting you, um, if it's not very sticky, then most of those will just disappear, whereas with this one, more of the viral particles you're inhaling will actually stick to the lung cells. I also asked him about the viral load, and he was saying there's a bit of a paradox to the viral load. It may well be that in the early days of the infection, there's not that much increase in viral load, whereas it may, after you've got symptoms, it may well produce more. So it's a bit confusing what's happening with viral load. And the other signal that they're getting, which they haven't confirmed, is that you may spend more days asymptomatic with this virus than previous ones. So the incubation period is not probably not that much different, but you don't know you've got it for longer. In other words, you go for a longer period. And you're infectious during that time, right? That's right. And that's what's made this a pan, you know, significantly a pandemic virus because people spread it when they don't know they've got it. That's scary. And I mean, you can't help but be impressed by the virus itself, although the um, outworking effects for us humans is bad news. If we're comparing this virus, it's still the SARS-CoV-2 virus, but it has slightly different characteristics to say what was circulating in Melbourne last year. How does the Delta variant compare in terms of infectiousness? Well, again, for last night's 7.30, we spoke to Professor Ian Marshner as part of the modelling group at the University of Sydney. And we actually covered that modelling group last year when we were talking about the first lockdown um, during the first wave. What one of the group was saying, Mikhail Propokenko was saying, that was that for every time, for every delay that you make in lockdown, it extends by a multiple after that in terms it's harder to pick it up after the virus escapes from you. And Ian Marshall was saying that based, based on last year's viral version, um, for every week you delay, you get five times more infections. So that's quite considerable. And his expectation is that that's much greater with this variant. So in other words, going to lockdown early was the right thing to do. Maybe they delayed in New South Wales more than they should have. But that was, you really do need to lock down early to prevent infections occurring. And the other thing that uh, he said was that late last week, before they went to lockdown, his expectation was, looking at it mathematically and statistically, is that they were an exponential growth in New South Wales, meaning that it wasn't adding 
you know, you weren't adding one and one makes two. Each person beyond that person was multiplying. So you were getting maybe 0 0.3, 0 0.4, 0 0.5 times more, 1 1.3, 1 1.4, 1.5, or twice as many infections. And you were in exponential growth and you really had to go to lockdown to stop that exponential growth. We've talked before, and I think people are pretty familiar now with the shape of a pandemic curve, like the bell shape. Did your modelers talk at all about whether we've reached the peak in this wave yet? Too early to say. So we're only in the first week or so of, of this, and it's just too early to say. So what uh, Ian Marshall was saying was that you won't really know till the end of this week. They'll be up and down. The, the, the test results will vary. And you'll really only be able to take stock towards the end of this week. There's two different numbers that have really stood out to me in the last couple of days, the news coverage, Norman, that we've been hearing um, from, from New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard, that the people at this party in Sydney, where a lot of people have got the virus, basically everyone who's caught the virus so far were unvaccinated people and basically everyone at the party who was vaccinated haven't caught it. And then the other thing that we're hearing is that, and it's sort of different, but that there's near 100% attack rate in households. So if someone's got the virus in the household, pretty much everyone else in the household is catching it, whereas in previous months, that's been a lower percentage. That's right. And so when you just go to the birthday party here, while we've reported that people who've had two doses of Pfizer in other parts of the world, like in Singapore and in Germany, have become infected, it's dramatic here that this birthday party, nobody became infected. And uh, these were healthcare workers, so you presume it was Pfizer, but it's really a dramatic illustration that vaccination works even in the presence of this Delta variant. It is tricky. A lot of people in Australia are not yet eligible to be vaccinated. Our uh, supply of vaccines is limited, but it just really hammers home the point that if you are eligible for a vaccine, book it yesterday. Get it done. It'll protect you. Absolutely. And if you're eligible for a second dose of AstraZeneca, get it. Just get it into you. Sort out the, uh, the booster dose or anything towards the end of the year. Just get protected as quickly as possible. And just on the infectiousness of the virus, again, Norman, picking up in WA, where we heard, uh, we were talking yesterday about a case over the weekend of a woman who had come into WA, had the virus. And we've now heard that another case was detected yesterday, fleeting contact again, this time at uh, what sounds like a gym. Yeah, it's just incredible. They, you, you're just in the same area, breathing the same air as somebody else. You're highly likely to catch this Delta variant, whereas with previous variants, it's been less efficient and not, not to the same extent. So this is just extraordinary. Although there have been exceptions to that. There's been the choir practice in the United States that we've reported on in the past. There was a wedding party in New South Wales again. This is going back many months now. This is going back many months, I think, to the first wave, in fact, with the wedding party. So the previous virus was pretty infectious, but this one seems to be another level yet. And the important thing for everybody to remember is the Delta is just a step along the road here. <laughs> whilst, whilst this virus is circulating in places like India, largely uncontrolled, and in other parts of the world, they're going to be spinning off new versions of this virus all the time. And for a new version of the virus to survive, it's got to be better than Delta. So more efficient, more effective. Way to give us uh, some hope there, Norman. Just when you thought it was safe to go out, it hasn't been. And we've also heard that in the top end, there's been one more case of coronavirus in the NT, so they're extending that lockdown for another couple of days. So I guess we're just going to have to keep watching and waiting and see what happens there as well. So I guess then the point is that no matter where you are in Australia, if you have symptoms, get tested. It truly, truly could be COVID. That's right. And remember, these are minor symptoms, referring you back to yesterday's coronacast. Headache, sneezing, runny nose 
persistent cough if you've not been vaccinated, maybe a fever, but you don't have to have all of those. It can be any one of those. So any minor symptom at all, particularly a headache, that's the number one feature. Go and get tested. And just a question here from someone with a very excellent name. Her name's Tegan, but it's not me. Uh, Tegan says, in a podcast recently, we said that the government should focus on just getting as many first doses out there as possible, like Canada. But today, we were saying, or yesterday, we were saying that a first shot of Astra or Pfizer isn't that effective and you need the second dose. Tegan says these statements seem to conflict. And the answer to that question, Tegan with an H, interestingly, um, as opposed to Tegan Taylor, who has no H, Tegan with an H is that you can't get a second dose into somebody unless they've had a first dose. So get that, those first doses out and then marshal the second doses because you at least get partial protection with the first dose. It's not that you don't get any. And then the second dose comes in, but you can't get the second dose, I'm saying again, without having first. That's scientifically backed evidence there from Dr Norman Swan. But that's all we've got time for today on Coronacast. We'll see you tomorrow. See you then. 